yeah welcome and welcome back to another episode of the format podcast got a pretty good show for you here today gonna talk a little nba playoff basketball not too much not too in depth obviously we got the nfl draft tonight but still there were some uh interesting things took place in the association last night but before we get to that you know what we got to do if you're here on youtube already go ahead please make sure you click that subscribe that like and that notification bell so you can be uh up to date anytime we drop new content if you want the audio only version of the podcast pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcast you can get me open your platform hit the search bar type in the format podcast do a little search we should come up make sure if you enjoy the content that you give that thumbs up or that five-star review whichever one um it helps us rise in algorithm helps more sports fans find us helps us find more sports fans and uh finally if you know other people friends enemies family whoever and uh you know that uh, they want to hear sports talk and they want a different voice and a different idea from the same stuff they're always hearing. Uh, make sure you share this podcast with them. It's it's a good look. It's a good look. I'd really appreciate it. We're continuing to grow the channel. Stay with me. All right. So let's get right to it. All right. Here we go. Um, L.A. Lakers and Memphis Grizzlies round one of the NBA Western Conference playoffs. So a lot of people don't like the Grizzlies. Why don't they like the Grizz? Because they're physical they talk a lot they haven't won anything they just don't seem to be a likable bunch uh last week or a few days ago i did a pod talking about dylan brooks and what most people would conceive as blatant disrespect to lebron james one of the greatest players of all time um john morant we know about his off-court issues earlier this season they've been well chronicled um but even before all that the issue with the Grizzlies was they talk so much for a team that hasn't done anything, right? But well, this is actually interesting because I'm, I'm going to digress real quick here. Everyone talks about the Grizzlies haven't done anything and they're always talking and then they don't talk when they lose. Well, okay, that's fine. But on the flip side, how are they supposed to, what are they supposed to do? Because when they're talking, when they're winning, everyone calls them front runners. So they just get quiet and then it's still a problem. So you know it's done if you do darn if you don't you really can't win if you're the Grizz but the fact is um go ahead prove something on the floor and then you could talk all you want right I don't think Draymond Green is an all-time great player but Draymond can talk because he's been defensive player of the year he's been multiple times all NBA defense first team uh he is a four-time champion and one of the key components and cogs to that Warriors machine that's uh been to the finals six times in the last what uh eight years right it, they could be headed there another time this year right so draymond could talk because he's done something the grizzlies have done nothing but they continue to talk a lot and the fact is this right you're dealing well first the the grizzlies could have they could have gone home last night so credit where credit is due um they came out with energy they came out with urgency they won 116 to 99 against the lakers right and i think a big part of that is lebron james uh two games ago uh, i want to say game four game four lebron james had the big 2020 game right and um incredible especially for a guy his age and all that is great but last night you could see that you know no matter how great he has been time catches up with everyone and there were instances where you know the lakers were out on the break and he just couldn't keep up with them um uh there you just saw um the fatigue in terms of you know one game to the next when you're at that age and you have that type of mileage on your body, it's hard to bring it up to perform at that elite level every single night. Now, you can get it um, during certain times, you know, 
again, when the times are, when the lights are the brightest and it's the most important, the, the truly great players can summon up that will. But to be able to do a game in and game out like he once could, you can see it's just not there. And following up that 20 point, 20 rebound game that he had the other night, last night, LeBron is five for 17, only one from nine, one for nine from three for 15 points. Um, 10 rebounds and five assists, you know, solid numbers for a role player, but not for a guy of his stature. Now, let me say this and I'm gonna make it clear. Obviously, the Grizzlies are at a point now they've got to win the next two games if they want to advance. I'm sure they believe they can do it. Got to be careful, though. Um, LeBron James is, without a doubt, one of the greatest players in history when it comes to closeout games. When he's got a chance to put you away, more than more often than not, he does that. And then even if you're the Grizzlies and you get past game six in L.A., okay, cool. You still have to deal with game seven where, without question, LeBron James is the greatest statistical game seven performer in history now i say statistical because we know bill russell almost never lost game seven right i think at one time um they were calling bill russell and the celtics like the masters of game seven because it took a long time for them to lose one uh, a game seven whether it's in the finals or the playoffs now obviously the nba and the game of basketball on the whole was totally different back then but just in general in terms of um dominating that particular space in a series the celtics were that now anyway on an individual statistical level, LeBron James is clearly the best game seven player of all time. He's that. Um, no matter, you know, if I'm a fan or not, the fact is he is that. And so the Grizzlies are in a very tough spot, right? They've got to try to get refocused because they've got to go to L.A. You know that crowd is going to be raucous and hostile at the crypt. And so they have to deal with that. Um, LeBron will probably have a very good game and try to summon up the energy to close these guys out. But then even if the Grizzlies do get past them and have to go to a game seven, well, you heard what I just said about LeBron in game sevens. He's that guy. Um, you know, he has tremendous performances in game seven the vast majority of the time. So you if you're the Grizz, you have to be prepared for that. I was going to say you don't want to see that. But since you're still down three, two in the series, well, you're going to have to see it regardless if you hope to advance. Um, Anthony Davis is uh, definitely playing better. Thirty one and nineteen last night. So the last few games, he's really been attacking the glass. And that's something that's been like a real pet peeve of mine, just watching modern NBA basketball so so much is that um, one of the tenet, tenets, excuse me, one of the core tenets of uh, basketball, you, you got to control the boards, right? The great Pat Riley once said, no rebounds, no rings. But it's amazing to me how few offensive rebounds there seem to be in the modern game. You, you see so many teams, they come down, they shoot a wild three in transition or they, you know, shoot a three and a half court but there's no effort whatsoever to crash the glass and try to dominate the boards. More often than not, you dominate the boards, you get extra possessions, you win basketball games, but that seems to have changed. Obviously, I'm not a coach, right? So, you know, I can't speak to that. And um, it's just amazing to see how much that's changed. But when you control the glass and you rebound, you have a really good chance, especially if you're even, you know, a team with less star power and less talent. But regardless of that, Anthony Davis is doing what he's been brought to L.A. to do. And I respect it. And we we saw, you know, a couple of years ago after the bubble, the prevailing thought was supposed to be that Anthony Davis would take over from LeBron and he LeBron would kind of pass the mantle to him. Now, I never believed that that was what LeBron was going to do. He has too much of an ego for that. But at the end of the game, at the end of the day, excuse me, um, Anthony Davis should have done that. But you know, if he can if he can do his thing and continue to dominate, uh, the Lakers have a very good chance of winning this series. Uh, quick note, Dylan Brooks, Mr. I poke bears. Well, 
you got two more games of dealing with this bear that you poked. Now, uh, we'll, we'll see what you can do. You know, again, the problem with you is Dylan Brooks. That is, you're not a player that is elite enough to talk to a guy like LeBron like that, a guy with LeBron's bona fides. But hey, you did it. Now you have to deal with it. So, you know, you got to keep pushing. You got to maximize your effort. That's all you can do. This kind of reminds me of like Matthew Dellavedova um, versus Steph Curry in the series against Cleveland. I mean, he gave it everything he had, but Steph is going to be Steph. So anyway, um, what I want to know from you is, were you surprised that LeBron played relatively poorly by his standards last night or by superstar standards in general? Were you surprised that uh, the Grizzlies were able to uh, come out, win this game convincingly? And do you think they have a shot at winning the whole series, especially if they got to see a LeBron in a game seven? Uh, leave your comments in the comment section. Look forward to hearing you. Look forward to uh, reading them and responding to them. And uh, I'll be back next episode. And I'm out. Peace.